Chapter 38. Can We Sanctify Folly? They are a multimillionaire older couple, widely known for their gifts to Christian causes. They regard themselves as good Bible-believing Christians. They have two children, a boy and a girl, both in their late thirties. They have never given their very fine and godly son a nickel in help. Their son was in a serious accident and unable to work for some time while awaiting an insurance settlement. His wife went to work to support them until he was able to work again. The daughter is a mess. She has drifted into a few bad marriages and some other beds as well. She is ready to try anything except Jesus Christ. Her parents feel sorry for her, and they have subsidized her generously over the years. Life, they say sadly, has been very rough on their little girl. The girl has been rather very rough with her own life. Now these two people are prominent Christians. When they themselves, and many like them, are soft on sin, should we be surprised if judges and juries treat criminals better than their victims are treated? Need we be surprised at all the bleeding heart antics of millions on behalf of the guilty, homosexuals, pornographers, and others? After all, if Christians are soft on unrepentant sinners, why should the world be any different? I once heard a minister claim that there had to be another reading originally to Matthew 18:23 through 34 where our Lord plainly states that sin must be paid for. The man wanted a cheap forgiveness and a meaningless grace. If the world lacks sound judgment in coping with its problems, it is because the church has failed to teach it properly or to set a godly example. If the world is easy on sinners, but hard on the godly, can we complain if, like this older couple, we are the same? If wisdom and righteousness do not begin at the house of God, then judgment will. 1 Peter 4.17 We dare not sanctify our folly.